Hello, welcome to the Right Track Podcast. My name is Valencia Stokes and I am your host. The Right Track Podcast is about having interesting conversations with writers and other visionaries that you're bound to meet along the journey. Because this is the fantasy world that you enter when you pick up that pen and decide that you want to make your mark. You're the protagonist and this is your map to get you on the right track. Welcome to episode nine of the Right Track Podcast. Today I have a great panel and it is songwriters. I'm so excited. Could you please introduce yourselves? My name is Brian. Uh, my name is John Stoppable and I am the uh, the creator of Embers of August. I'm uh, Willie and uh, I've, I've been editing this podcast for the past eight episodes. <laughs> Yes, we probably wouldn't have this podcast if it wasn't. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> no problem. Um, so you're all writers. Can you tell me what got you into songwriting? Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just liked music. So I just started trying, like, first, when I was young, I would just, like, mess around, you know, writing lyrics. A lot of times just making fun of songs and uh, I just made up a lot of like dumb songs when I was a kid, and then eventually I started learning piano and guitar, and kind of morphed into writing all kinds of music. So you basically started writing parodies and stuff. Yeah, when I was a kid, I don't. It wasn't just like it was just like I won't even say just parodies. I say like some of the songs I would just write like silly stuff when I was a kid, just for fun. Oh wait, I remember there was one time that we played like uh, you were playing like the guitar and I was playing on pots and pants and you were singing some <laughs> random thing. I think yeah. we were like five at the time. By the way, me yeah. and Brian were, like childhood friends. <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> I, 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 I was always just making up like weird stuff you know when i was a kid and then eventually i actually learned how to play instruments and stuff but <laughs> yeah maybe we yes. should be clear uh willie is my boyfriend so that's why he is editing the podcast for free because he's awesome <laughs> and he is old childhood friends with brian so i want to know this this brings a qu- another question to mind you guys first you guys are all from small towns correct yes what yeah. do you think it is about small towns that breed such good songwriters? <laughs> uh, well, uh, I think, okay, here's the thing about being from a small town and being a songwriter. Uh, if When you're from a small town, like, there's not a lot going on outside of you. So most of your songwriting is internal. Like, it's just, it's kind of like what comes out of your head other than what you're seeing around you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's... Like, I feel like when people write from their soul and, like, what's on the top of their mind, you know, it's it comes out more clear and more direct. Yo, that makes a lot of sense. So, like, you are you spend so much time with yourself, you have no option but to reflect sometimes and then yeah, exactly. turn that into creativity. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Willie, Brian, do you have anything to add to that? Oh, uh, I wouldn't really say I'm from a small town. <laughs> <laughs> Like, honestly, I grew up, like, in the suburbs of Detroit, so, and then just lived in different parts of different cities, like, I don't know, I'm more, I'm more, like, I've always lived in, like, a metro area, Mm -hmm. so, 
I don't know. I don't really. I I wouldn't call like like I grew up mostly probably in New Baltimore, which is kind of a small town, mm-hmm. but it's still like it's part of like a metropolitan area. So it's like, oh, I wouldn't really. I wouldn't call it a small town. Really, it kind of so has like. You're like, forget your hypothesis, Valencia. That's not true at all. It's not only uh, small town people can write Valencia. No. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> it's just a different writing style altogether yeah. in Valencia. Like, oh, that's true. You can tell a difference between someone from a small town who's, who, who writes songs and someone from a bigger city who writes songs. There's a completely different spectrum there. That's true, because you can kind of tell the Willie listens to La Dispute, right? And he's from a yeah. small town, right? Um, Brian would know better. Is it <laughs> where are they from? They're from Grand Rapids. <laughs> yeah. Is Grand Rapids major? <laughs> it's like a bigger city, but it's not. It's like a city, but it's not. It's um, it's the second biggest city in Michigan. Well, shit! Cut all of this. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Your whole question just went completely south. Yeah, you know what, Ryan, you gotta go. No. <laughs> but um, my, what, I think like you're like different music's all about like connecting to your perspective and like to your emotion. Like it's all about like creating emotion. I think, but like so like to me for. Like writing, I don't know. I've I've lived in so many different places, and I feel like so I have I like to write different kinds of music for different like ways I'm feeling in different places. Even have like a different sound to them, like from when I would like picture a place sounding like. If that makes sense. Oh, do you think so? Does your songwriting change as you change cities? Oh, sometimes like I'll get different inspiration from different places. Mm-hmm. Wow, Willie. Um, shoot. What what question are we on? You know what? We're gonna go back to the original. (laughs) What got you into writing? Uh, what got me into songwriting? Um, so I, uh, so I I spent most of my time like uh playing instruments, like learning drums, bass, and and guitar. And it, uh, I, I was doing, or, and I, I never thought about like singing or even like songwriting in that way. It's, it, it has always been more of like, hey, let's, let's write a cool riff. But like, I don't know, like one day I, I was just so frustrated about something that like some, I, I have no idea what possessed me to, to, uh, try to write a song about about what I was going through at that time but I decided to do it and and when I was done with it I'm like wait did I just write like an entire I was dumbfounded that I was able to write like a verse a second verse chorus a bridge to go along with it and like had it all fleshed out and it was actually pretty decent for a first song and mm-hmm. I, and I was just like you know what let's 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 try writing some more wow so, like Nice. I don't know. It was just from a hard situation that was like very personal, but it, but uh, but I wanted to express it in a in in a way that that I I don't know. Like I I just decided that it would be a good way to cope with it, and I wound up finding that I could actually do it. 
it's interesting how like things happen to us and we all if you go the creative route it's interesting how it ways like what yeah what stopped you from writing books about the situation in instead of music you know so i think that's really interesting john jonathan how did you get into it yeah it's actually interesting that you that you talked about how it's different when you're writing Mm -hmm. a book than when you're writing a song uh so what got me started was um a little bit of backstory here. I, I, I come from a musical family. There are a lot mm. of singers in my family. Um, I can't say I agree with their musical choices, but <laughs> you know, I mean, we, we disagree on that, but for all in all, we're all pretty musical people. And um, having friends growing up was a luxury for me. I was very much bullied all the way until I got out of school. I don't think I had friends until I left school. Wow. Um, so it was a pretty, pretty heavy time for me. And um, my only escape was books at the time. And I read like a madman. I even got in trouble for hiding under a desk with a coat over my head reading books. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I also loved music. And uh, music was something that I kind of discovered early on. And I was like, you know, I read these stories and I, it takes me to these whole different worlds where I don't have to be in this world that I'm living in right now. And I can just be wherever I want to be. I'm like, what if I could take that same concept and apply it to a song mm-hmm. and create this whole world through songwriting, through music, and just make this whole environment around me? And so that's kind of what got me into it was I wanted to create my own scenarios through music. Do you find that, first of all, do you have a hard time going between the two? Because I know if you write a book and you are also a screenwriter, those two take two different things. Like if you write the book, you have to be very flowery and have nice prose. But in screenwriting, they're like, if you tell me one more thing about what you can smell and what, what the person saw, I am, you are not supposed to put that in the, in the <laughs> yeah. screenplay, you know? So is um, it hard? Well, here's the thing. I do, I do poetry as well. You know, not like, not as seriously as I do music, but I write poetry. And so mm-hmm. the way I look at it is like this. When I'm writing poetry... I know that there's less of a formula to poetry as there is to songwriting, you know, because when, yeah. when songwriting comes in, you have to take into account the actual music and the rhythms and things like that. So when you're songwriting, it's a lot like writing poetry. It's just, it's stru- it's more structured poetry, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I, I, I know you grow up kind of thinking Dr. Seuss, like this poetry has to rhyme the cat and the hat. But I think it's interesting just seeing people write poetry and it's just like, just like in a way you kind of think about it as just lines of their thoughts just on paper, whatever they write down. I really like that. It just flows together so nicely. It's interesting because uh, even though it doesn't rhyme, it Mm -hmm. rhymes it, it rhymes in a very different sense, in a metaphorical sense, yeah. because everything kind of flows together in this like culmination of emotion, and so all of that kind of just fits. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, so, when you write poetry, like, can you um, do you ever transfer it to music? 
Well, here's the thing. If I start writing a poem and I feel like it'd make a good song, it's no longer a poem. It's a song. (laughs) I would have such a hard time with that. I'd be like, I I don't know what you want to do. You could probably do both. (laughs) It's it's very circumstantial. Like when I start writing, like I just kind of write and then I decide what I want it to be at. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what genre do all of you gravitate towards and why? Man, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> that I do all kinds of music. I've been in all kinds. Like that's hard for me. I don't know what kind of music I want to make right now. I'm trying to figure that out. What have I you just, made in the past? Oh, I made. I wrote. A, I started like writing a lot of acoustic music, but as then I was in metal bands and different like heavier bands i've done like pop punk alternative and then i've um i don't know now i've been making like i don't even know it's like all r&b trap i have to like make rap beats and stuff too Mm -hmm. i can do anything really i just like messing around with stuff i like to kind of i don't know i like to try now i've been trying to just make my own sound up lately like take everything i'm doing i'm trying to create something new but it's kind of like it's kind of kind of coming out like I don't know. It just sounds like pop music, honestly. What I'm doing, like, I don't really know. <laughs> I think that would make you know your albums interesting because, you- okay, this one sounds kind of poppy. This one kind of sounds kind of trappy. Like I like that the variety yeah. of it. You know, yeah, I like I like that, but I also like to organize stuff like so it goes together. Like if I really? did like yeah, like I wouldn't want to put like like if I did like I would still want to make some metal. With- but mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to put it on the same album that I put like my it's trap stuff. It's definitely not the easiest for marketing, probably. Yeah, because no one would want to listen. No one wants to listen to both of those. Except yeah. for a few people. There's like I'm weird. I like both, but most people don't. Right, most people right. like one or the other. <laughs> there, there was a time where there was a scene for that kind of music, but I think it kind of died out. Hmm. It like needs to have, come back. Like heavier music. Well, like, like um, the mix of the two of the two, you know, like now it's either one way or the other. But I remember at one point when I was growing up, there was like a mix of like rap and metal and things like that. And people were really into it. And like nowadays, nowadays, it seems like it's more rare. Yeah, I feel like I don't I feel like when it's mixed up, though, a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of like like I like both but when it's like rap metal I usually think it's terrible. Yeah. It has so much potential though because people, it does. Like I always gripe about this. I hate how people are like, "Oh, I hate rap music and blah blah blah" because you know there are people that do trash music because like yeah. the, there's trash rap music, but the rappers that have like in like there's trash metal music and stuff but the rappers that have like a lot to say yes imagine putting absolutely. that with the beat of metal like i would eat that up like like all day. I'd be like, like somebody great. like like j cole or something yes yeah. like oh my gosh and i that's why i love it when i hear rap songs and it has a guitar in it i'm like yo this is yeah. next level <laughs> I mean, everybody Everybody gave uh, Lil Wayne a really hard time whenever he released that one rock album, but it was but it was good, though. Like, I mean, it wasn't bad. Right. It I was, remember it, that, but I don't think I listened. 
it was just different. And that's mm -hmm. the reason that people didn't really care for it. And he even said himself that that's what he originally wanted to do. Wow. And that's, and that's why he made the album. But he said the reason he didn't go with that was because he knew when no one would take him seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he made all that money. So whatever mm -hmm. he now. Yeah. And see, he made all that money. And when he finally had the money, he made the album he wanted to make. And then he was done with it. You know, he was like, okay, yeah. I've done this. Let's move on. Wow. Yeah. What genre do you gravitate towards? Uh, well, with the acoustic stuff, uh, I'd say it's like kind of folk acoustic. Uh, that's kind of where I, where I kind of lay my, you know, uh, my soil per se. Mm -hmm. Um, it does kind of, it does kind of gravitate towards a poppy feel sometimes, but for the most part, it's very folky and very all over the place <laughs> that's really all i can really say because it just kind of depends on what i'm writing about and the kind of mood i'm trying to set for the song um you know because like in pieces has a beat and it's it's very like like you can bob your head to it but then when you listen to like uh the one i released recently winter forever it has more of like a song you'd hear on the radio kind of feel you know mm -hmm. so it just depends on the context see willie yeah no i can't get myself to stop uh writing like pop punk even though that that like genre isn't exactly alive at the moment mm -hmm. I, I, I just like uh cramming a bunch of uh syllables into into lines just just because that's how i write and and but um no it's mostly kind of like a punk vibe but not necessarily well, see, mm -hmm. I, I don't think i don't think your pop punk is is really dying necessarily i think it's kind of taking a back burner because i mean bring me the horizon they've completely changed their sound altogether and they sound oh, yeah. very pop punky now so oh yeah but uh yeah no i've mostly been uh yeah no i i just keep writing in in that style of just uh just because uh I'm, I'm not confident in in my uh voice so i don't feel comfortable writing in something that is like long long uh vowels and whatnot so i i like to throw in as much um consonants as i can so i'm mostly speaking but but singing so that that's usually and and then just uh a fast guitar over that and and while i'm I, i've written another punk song <laughs> <laughs> do you guys find that there's music that you like to listen to but you would never write yourself or do you think when you like the music you're automatically kind of like i kind of want to write that you know that's really it's really interesting because like i, I listen to a little bit of uh rap and r&b like a few artists but i could never ever see myself actually delving into that genre mm -hmm. uh just because i it's just difficult for me to write that kind of music and i've, I've tried don't get me wrong I, mm -hmm. I have tried but it's just i guess it's just something that just doesn't come naturally to me you know i see i see music is just such a random thing like it is. when i'm not in the mood for rock i'm not gonna listen to it but I'm the R&B might hit different at that point and it's just so like I like both of them but yeah, yeah I think that's crazy Willie yeah no um 
sorry what was the question again <laughs> no just <laughs> do you, <laughs> do you see that you like some type of music but you would never write oh, right, it right, yourself right. or um yeah no i like i i i metal is some among my heavy rotation but uh i i i i've tried but i can't really write it too much and and like a previous band I was in, they they were super. They were like I wouldn't say metal, more classic rock oriented. Like mm -hmm. like uh, a lot of the stuff they were writing sounded kind of like Foo Fighter esque and 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 whatnot, right? Mm -hmm. But more I I don't know what to call it. I'd, I'd I'd probably call it like modern classic rock. It's it's even though the, the, there must be like a different name. It'd be like bands like full beat and stuff like that and that's that's what they typically write like but uh sorry i lost my train of thought <laughs> that's me all myself. day <laughs> <laughs> when I'm this. Uh, um but, but yeah no like uh I, I i tried to write songs for them but like i couldn't stop writing more punk punk sounding stuff so I will just, but no, I'm out there. So I guess, yeah. <laughs> Brian? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, see, I, I like trying on all kinds of different stuff, but there's like kinds of music I don't really want to write. Mm -hmm. But it's also like, it's like I'd even write it, but I wouldn't really want to put it out type music too like right. i like to, like i might want to write something like i might try to write a song like i might even try to write the kind of music i don't like just to try to figure it out but then i wouldn't want to show anyone because i'll be like i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I, I like learning different stuff but i um but it just depends I, if i hear something i like though a lot of times i will go and like try to figure out how to make it just because I want to try to understand how it works. Do you and like? Oh, sorry. You keep going. <laughs> now I've been, I've been writing a lot with samples and stuff now too. Mm -hmm. So like with that, it's like I like use different genres that I don't even write, and incorporate it into stuff because I can like use samples to like yeah. get different sounds. Like that that's really helped me kind of explore and expand my sound because I can. I have a lot more options. I can do stuff that I can't actually do because <laughs> I have a computer that can help me out. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, do you... oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say that's actually, I'm glad you asked that question. It's a, re a really funny uh, story. A long time ago, I had, I, I had a friend of mine and he was like, you couldn't write an R&B song. You couldn't do that. There's no way you could do that. And so as a, as a joke, or as just a way to be like, yes, I can. And it's still on YouTube right now. It's got a crap ton of views. I made I made an R&B song. What I did was I took very generic lyrics from like T-Pain and people like that. And I made an R&B song with nothing but auto-tune. And I made a little simple piano track and a beat. And the name, it's, it's called Shawty, What's Your Name? <laughs> it's, Look, I'm by, it's, it's by it's by little john wayne if you get that <laughs> so like I, I did this just to prove him wrong you know i was like i can totally do it and so i wrote it and he and he heard it and he was like dude you should totally post that and this was like over 10 years ago so it's still up there though it's crazy that it still exists 
Um, I am going to be linking this in the description. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Do you guys ever want to, you know, step out and write for other people other than yourself? Yeah. I mean, like, okay, so other than songwriting, like, I enjoy songwriting, but after all these years and all of the experience I have with uh, music and all, and I, you know, I took like four years of course in high school. Uh-huh. I think after all that, I finally decided what I wanted to do with my talents. And what I want to end up doing is I want to end up producing music uh, and maybe making my own label. And I used to be in a band called last but not least, you know, we're not together anymore, no hard feelings or anything. We just, we just didn't have time for it. Mm-hmm. So what I thought about doing was creating last but not least records. You know, I figured that would be a good name for it, you know, cause I want to, pro- I want to promote indie artists and last mm-hmm. but not least kind of makes sense with the whole spiel, you know? Yeah. So I think, I think it would be nice to be able to you know, help people write songs and produce songs and put, put their music out there, help them get the promotion they need or give them that push to a bigger label. That sure. that sounds great. Yeah, it would be awesome. Willie? Uh, yeah, no, I'm... I don't think I'd see myself writing for anybody. Um, but yeah, no, because uh, I usually... I, I tend to write from my own experiences and and uh and er and and i'm i'm you think it's too personal to you that you want somebody else to sing it uh i mean yeah like uh um it's it's not necessarily that but but i've I've, i just feel like they they uh it's it's I'd I'd feel weird having somebody sing a song and not entirely get where it comes from, you know? Oh, that makes sense. I remember you had written a song and you did have like a certain context to what you were saying, but they took it a completely different way. I think it was oh, about yeah, yeah, yeah. fire or something and he was thinking anger and you were not oh yeah 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 yeah, that's that's kind of where i i wound up uh forming that um opinion uh, yeah 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 uh so so like um shoot uh dang am i really just going to start singing on this podcast Uh, no uh, i wound up (laughs) i wound up writing like this this song uh it was at the very beginning of uh of this band and um like uh I I came up with this idea of just like I'm thinking of feeding the fire that falls sleepless from dreamless desires, but uh, and then uh, like uh, it wound up like changing the meaning uh, because I didn't have the time or like I couldn't think of the next verse, so I went ahead and let the uh, the singer at the time write the rest of it, and like like the meaning completely changed and. That was kind of hard to watch, but it, it still turned out to be an okay song. But sadly, yeah. it didn't get too much <laughs> further than than the practice because that singer wound up quitting for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Who knows? Maybe I'll revisit it. <laughs> revisit it. Do it. Do you think it's important for people to listen to other types of music, or do you think? immerse yourself in the genre that you want to write and there you go here's the thing okay so rock music rock music has roots in blues 
yeah, it, its roots are in blues. So rock music wouldn't even exist if the blues never had never existed. So music already has variety, whether you want it to or not. It's mm-hmm. it's there. And so for you as a musician to say, I'm going to be closed minded and I'm I'm just going to. St- I'm going to stick to my guns and I'm just going to do this. Like you can write music like that. And there are people that do that. And some of it's good, but, but you, you can't really limit yourself when you're a songwriter to just one, one kind, like one kind of music. You have Mm -hmm. to kind of want to experiment with what you're writing. Yeah. Because if you don't, then you're going to be writing really bland stuff and it's all going to come out the same and it's yeah. going to sound very manufactured. So uninspired. Sure. <laughs> I feel like it's good to have a, like just a bunch of stuff to draw influence from. Mm-hmm. But it's also mm-hmm. interesting like, to hear just like how music like develops like, if you especially like just go all over the world and like areas that are isolated and have like their own weird music. It's like just how like music developed to where it is now. Like this, like it's like modern music is way different than like ancient music. Very so it's much. like it's just seeing like I think it's good to just draw from all over the place, and I think every different kind of music just offers a different perspective. Like, and that's kind of why I think different people, like with different backgrounds, just tend to gravitate towards different kinds of music, just because it's what they're like used to and that's what they relate to. Mm-hmm. Like, I like country music because I don't really relate to it, but I think it's good to like listen to it sometimes. So I like, it's good to know how people think. It cha- music shapes the way people think. Like, if you like a certain kind of music, a lot of times it'll shape your like worldview. So like, kind of like understanding the way other people view the world. Like, music's a big way to do that. I never yeah. thought about it that way. Ugh, you just made an argument for me to listen to country music. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, I hate like, country music, but like sometimes I'm like, yeah. I've been listening to it sometimes, and I'm like, this is like, like why do people like this? <laughs> yeah, look, it's popular for a reason. You know, yeah, and, yeah like, sure. I can kind of get it, to be honest now. Like, I, I get it. I don't really want to listen to it too much, but... Like, honestly, like, when you look at what's on the radio, you have, like, rap music is super materialistic, and, like, country music is the only kind of music that sometimes, like, talks about, like, values, and, like, has, like, you know, it's, like, not, like, super, like, in your face, like, trying to be better than everyone. I'm gonna tell you. That's the one thing that's... The best kind of... Oh, my bad, I'm sorry. (laughs) But I don't... No, you're good, bro. I'm like, but I don't, like, a lot of country music is, like... I don't want to hear about your horse and your <laughs> tractor and stuff. Like, I don't care. Like, but if you had, if I had a horse and a tractor, I might want to sing about it. So I guess I get, Yeah. You know, that's a pretty good argument, Brian. That's a pretty good. <laughs> like the best, the best kind of music that you listen to is the music that subverts your expectations. Like, Absolutely. like, like you hear a really heavy riff, but then the the person singing has this like really angelic voice, and it's like you're you're expecting it to be growly and crazy, but it's really beautiful and like melodic and just symphonic almost, and like that kind of, or like a sad like a song with a sad with sad music, but with a happy theme. Yeah, like, that's the kind of stuff that really sucks you in because it. Plays Plays with your emotions. Yeah, you're right. You are yeah. totally yeah. right. 
I worked at Cracker Barrel for like a year or so. And like I said, I don't like country music, but <laughs> it, they replayed the same songs over and over again. I'd be in the retail shop just like, yes, sang it. Like I, you can get really into it so I can see how people grow up and they're like, this is freaking awesome. Cause I was, I was getting right into the country music just like <laughs> everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Willie, what's your thoughts? Um, yeah, no, um, I feel like, uh, yeah, no, it's it's definitely important to to like expand your horizon and and uh, and granted, you do kind of need to be in the in the mood to push yourself to do that because mm-hmm. if if you are there, like uh, re- introducing yourself to um to a new genre, you're, you're, you you still uh, after the first three songs, the fourth one, it's going to sound like the other ones just because you don't get it all the way. And, and, and it's, it's, and, uh, but, but it's definitely important to, to, uh, push yourself to be able to, to see what, what is, what makes it good and, and what, uh, yeah, basically what everybody else has said. Yeah. Look, I see that in us. Because you'd be like, I do not feel like listening to Beyonce again. But like, yeah. And wait, where was I going with this? Does this mean that you're going to like listen to Cheetah Girls with me now? Uh, <laughs> no. You're like, not, not that genre. <laughs> Cheetah Girls, Cheetah Sisters, you know what I'm saying? Cheetah Girls, Cheetah Sisters. <laughs> Look, that would be the songs I'm writing. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few genres that like earth especially pop pop thrives off the the uh it, it's basically like forced repetition to the point where like you like it because it's familiar yes mm. and uh that's that's why like the, the, the they have such a small talent like once once the song is played overplayed to the point where the next song comes out you don't hear about that song anymore yeah you know what i find interesting now that i think about it so you got books and then you got poetry and you got screenwriting and all this stuff you read it and you feel good and it's like yes and it is kind of down to a science because you're like okay you got the three-act structure this is how to make it you know full and and have a satisfying ending at least or something but i feel like music is the only one that you it's down to a science like they are like if you put this in your song it's probably going to speak to people and it's going to be catchy and do you know what i mean I find so many videos where people are just like, let's break down this tempo and this is what he does here. And this is what he does here. And it's like a science really. Well, like the thing is, is yeah, you want to in music, you, you do want to have some structure, but there Mm -hmm. are, there are some musicians who take themselves too seriously and they, they kind of confine themselves to that space. And they're Mm -hmm. just like, if I need to stick to this rhythm or I need to stick to this pattern or I need to stick to this, this, uh, this note or this, this, uh, tone. And, um, um, I feel like it's really important, not, not just for songwriters, for writers in general to understand Mm -hmm. that even though there are formulas and structures, you also need to have your own flow. 
and kind of yeah. play, kind of play with it a little bit, you know, go outside the box a little bit, think outside sure. the line a little bit and, and see where it goes. Because for a long time, I thought because I was writing rock music at the time that I needed to be dark and brooding and all like, Oh, this is, this is angry, sad music. But mm -hmm. then now working with Embers of August, I realized that it's okay for me to kind of branch away from that and show that, even though I'm writing somber music, I can still make the tone different and right. make it come off. As, and I can interpret that music differently than how I'm purveying the message. Yeah. And, and that's actually like really important as a, uh, as uh new artists, like, like again, like uh, us three, like uh, uh, we're, we're not exactly known. So, so, yeah. so, so, um, it's important, especially for for artists who are like looking to get into it, to not fall into that trap because it's like, yeah. oh, this is just uh, uh, this person doing this style, and and uh, it just comes across as uh, like again, like we can't escape the fact that that like new artist means a new sound. So mm -hmm. so it's yes. important to be able to distinguish yourself by breaking the mold and finding out finding a way to do that. Yeah, exactly, and. It's like and like not not to like you know like take shots to anybody but a common question that people ask songwriters is what genre do you associate yourself with and that is mm -hmm. probably one of the most annoying questions to yeah. ask a songwriter because <laughs> like as a <laughs> <laughs> because as a songwriter, you don't know. Like, I don't know what really what genre I would say I associate myself with. I'm sure Brian and uh, Willie would can agree. Like, when someone asks you that question, you don't really know how to answer it. I just show my music. I'm like, I write yeah. this and this. Like, like this is what I write. Listen to it. You decide for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I wrote this. Song, Which, what wrote genre this do you think I write? <laughs> yeah. I'll show them my like heaviest music. I'll show them an acoustic song. And I'll show them some trap music. I'll be like, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Help <laughs> yeah. me figure this out because I don't know. Tell me what I should say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like I think one of the biggest problems with like the music industry though, like, is like it's just it's about it's like money comes before the art. So it's like you have so many artists who just have money to fund their project. And they promote it smartly, and then they become like. Then people think that they're the good artist. And it's because you're selling music to non-musicians. So it's like, mm -hmm. like music is more. There's so much more to it than that. So I feel like it's hard to judge music from like, like I think it's dangerous for artists to judge music based on the success it has. Even it's like, I feel like a lot of like I found myself doing it. It's like I start trying to write music with what's trending sometimes, and it's like. Mm -hmm. I feel like that takes away from the art of it sometimes. It's like you yeah, just I, yeah. you're not right. You're like writing something that was written because someone else wasn't that good at writing music, but they figured out how to sell some music because they had really really good producers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, it's weird. Like especially seeing just uh <laughs> and then they just. <laughs> Yeah, like a lot, a lot of like music. The music industry is used like in so by so many different people for so many different things. Yeah. Like there's people who just use the like music industry for money laundering. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. No, that you know what? Yeah, because because the mainstream is a cash cow. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm not being crude when I say that. I'm being honest. The mainstream, it's it's all business. 
It is, it is all business. It's all about how they can make the most money, what songs you're going to sell yeah. the most. That's not surprising. Know. Well, imagine, imagine like you have like a million, like a million dollars that's illegal money and you want to make it legal. So you put, you invest it into your music project. You find some like kind of local artist who's kind of blown up that you think, and you're like, if I put some money behind him, they have the talent to help me get where I need to be. And then you put exactly. your money into this artist and then you just have like a good team of producers behind them. And even if they lose money on the project, now they like let's say they put a million into the project and they only make eight hundred thousand back. Now they have eight hundred thousand dollars of money they can go spend because it's not illegal. Yeah. Exactly. They, they just ride they ride the coattail of success. That's what they do. And people don't follow they don't it's hard to follow where all the money is spent in music. Like you pay the producer under the table, you pay the studios under the table. No one knows where I spent any of my money for my music. It's not like I don't file it, you know? No one no one does. So it's like the whole industry is easy to have money. That's why you have like the oh, rap yeah. industry blowing up. Y'all don't have me going on conspiracy theories on here. I never <laughs> Yo, but that's, that's money what, laundering. That, that, that's the thing, Valencia, is it's is at this point it's not even a conspiracy. It's just well, yeah, reality. No. It's just well known. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I totally believe you. Like, yeah. I mean, mainstream it's catchy and stuff, but you sometimes you're like, How the hell this person blow up <laughs> they like you got all these talented like super talented people and yeah I, it's it i know it's um subjective but you just there's some people you can tell you like you know what you are not that good i'm trying to figure out how you yeah got this exactly bit. and now it all makes sense it's always it's falling together yeah oh, you guys look <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> Um, so do you not focus on the technical part of writing? Do you like, or how much do you for, focus on technical part? Like do you count, do you worry about the tempos and the counts and uh, it has to have its smelly? What What do you do? Well, it's when you're songwriting, you kind of just have to feel it. You mm-hmm. kind of like some, some people get really into it and they do kind of like do the counts and things like that. And, and for some people that works, um, me personally, I'm more freeform. So when I write, I just kind of go with it and whatever comes out, comes out. And I just kind of go with the flow. And I mean, there are times like, um, you know, uh, I guess in pieces is another good example because it had a beat to it, you know? And so I had to follow that beat and I had to follow that rhythm pattern. So I relied on the vocals to be the place where I could be freeform. Uh, so you kind of have to find your own little groove, uh, when you're writing. Mm-hmm. I think it's like good to like write in free form and like have like an understanding of the technicality behind it. So like, like you just kind of like free write, but then you understand like, like if you just do something like just because you felt it, then understand understanding what you did, so that way you can keep doing it. And show someone that's else. that's a really good point. Yeah, the like, thing that oh sorry, keep going. Yeah, like when I write, I just like kind of like freestyle and vibe, and then I just fix it later because I like I'll maybe like try to like I will, I might mess it up a little bit, but I like almost get it right, and I try not to worry about the mistakes as I'm writing it, and then fix them so that way I like I have like the idea, and then I can fix it and make it like technically sound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I find that um uh writing music is majority of the time you, you've got an idea of like it's you have an idea in words right and then 
it's like you need to be like a thesaurus for ideas instead of just words because you're trying to figure out how to get that word into the right amount of syllables for for the beat. Mm -hmm. And I, I yeah. find myself doing that all the time. I feel like that's all songwriting is, honestly. <laughs> right. Willie, has you're an audio engineer and you've worked with music and stuff. Does that change not change does that influence how you write like are you like okay i've heard this on this song and that's trash so no do you still uh, no honestly it's it's no i it's it's not that i don't think about it it's it's more that um it's it's two different fields it's mm -hmm. it's like uh honestly like um yeah, does does a does a book writer worry about like what page awards going to wind up being when they're actually writing it? You know, and maybe they'll uh. they'll think about that after after they've written it or or something like that. I don't know much about writing books. I have never done, but um, <laughs> but no, I, I'd say it's it's it it is the. Um, the job of the audio engineer is to make sure that it's there in the speaker like um or that that it's clear and mm -hmm. and really only do that after the fact so mm. it's really just one job and then the next okay uh so i know as book writers there are you know three act structures you got story circles you got you know the joseph campbell stuff just so that you can like tell a full story and kind of fall into line with how we as humans receive the story you know like we've basically been trained to receive the stories this way and it just works <laughs> out you know is there a similar approach to songwriting in any way well um when you're songwriting some some songs have structures some don't mm -hmm. so you'll notice that there are some songs that have a chorus and some don't uh it all depends on what the in what the what the message you're trying to send is if you're trying to send a very direct message more than likely the song will have a chorus because the chorus is the repeating line mm -hmm. it's the message that you're trying to trying to purvey through music uh whereas if you're trying to tell a story you know rather than send a message um if it does have a chorus most of the time it's not really clear where the chorus is yes so uh it's 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 more dependent on what you're writing about uh mm. rather than um rather than just writing in general you kind of have to you kind of have to judge it for yourself or whether or not you want to structure the song or you just want to leave it free form hmm. anybody else yeah no I, I i tend to write more uh ideas than than stories so i i, uh, I didn't think of it that way i i usually wind up with my structure of having main chorus, that is the main idea of what I want to get across, and then fill out the rest around that, unless mm. I come up with a verse first, which is rare, but it happens. Like, I, when I write, I honestly just, like, I usually just have, I usually make the instrumental first, and then I just freestyle. Ah! Oh, I'll, yeah, that's actually a really good question. <laughs> Yeah, that's like all that's mostly like i used to write like lyrics and trying to structure them into songs so i've done like a lot of different ways of writing but now i found like my songs turn out the best 
if I just freestyle, like record right. it. And then I take the best sounding things and then I fix it and I write lyrics that make sense. And I want like the lyrics to sound like the song, like to have like this sound like the song. So it's mm-hmm. like the lyrics give off the meaning of like the way the song sounds. You kind of make like it. I just feel like it turns out way better because like you have the song and then you already know what the song feels like it should be about. And then you write lyrics that like kind of fit that. Mm-hmm. And, like it just makes it all come together quicker see this is where songwriting gets interesting because actually i'm actually the opposite brian because i i actually write my words first and then write music but see that's what makes songwriting so beautiful is every yeah. songwriter is different every mm-hmm. songwriter has their own approach to how just like you know just like book writers or anyone else everybody has their own approach to how they do things and that's what makes it so beautiful is the creativity is always different there's never going to be any one person that's going to have the same the same story for you when you ask them how do you create your music it's always going to be different mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's a funny. great oh sorry. oh sorry you go oh yeah yeah no i was about to say uh it, it's funny that like i actually do both and 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 i i find uh i'm when when i write the um riffs first uh the um the lyrics usually are like i, I put less in emphasis on the ideas uh it's more me trying to fill space for that um for for whatever cool riff i came up with or whatnot uh but but when i want to really convey idea an idea i usually the song winds up being like some chord progression that you've probably already heard like a hundred times but <laughs> but <laughs> but no it's it's a uh and, and it's it's but I do that because I, I want to make sure that the, the main focus is on the uh, the idea. Yeah. I wish I would have yeah. thought to ask that because there, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's editing. You you know how you edit a video or something. I yeah. always I'm like, OK, should I just edit this video how it is and then add some music or yeah. I actually like putting the music first and then editing to the beat. So I, can- I like that. I can give you a really interesting thing that I heard that that's really helpful for all songwriters. So, um, the game there's a game. It's called Doom. It, it was like the remake of Doom in 2016. It was just a really great game, and the music behind it's really good. And I was watching an interview with a guy who wrote the music, and this is what this is the way he said it, and I found it really inspiring. He said when they asked him to write the music, he asked him, "Well, tell me what the game's about." And they were like, "Oh, well, you're in hell and you're fighting demons." And so he goes, "Well, what does hell mean to you?" How, how, what is your what is your vision of hell? How do you see that? When you say demons, what how do you interpret that word? And so he took the their definition of how they felt about it, and he that's how he ended up creating the music is based on their interpretation of that world. And so that's that's really interesting for me as a songwriter because now when I'm writing songs, I think about it and I go, I want to write this song about depression, but what does depression mean to me? Mm-hmm. And how do I want to make that sound? How would I make the word depression sound in music mm. i love that that's a great way to think about it wow yeah it was really cool when i first heard it i was like that's really interesting you know we were watching a video a couple weeks back and i think it was they were talking about like how you know the old school game system i think it was the nintendo and yeah. they only had like certain space like very little amounts of space very limited for space yeah and yeah. very limited uh, colors like they had very limited colors as well 
Yeah. So like the the dude that made the music for I think it was like Donkey Kong or something. Like he was working within those boundaries and he created something that people still know to this day. Do you remember that, Willie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my uh, god. Big part of it is is uh, a, a lot of creativity comes from limitations. Um, it, and like it's it's always interesting when you put yourself in a box, what you can do within that box per se. You know what? That actually leads me to something else. I wasn't gonna do this later, but I found this article and it was talking about twelve ridiculous songs that actually work right so uh, i want to see what you guys opinion is on it. Uh-oh. 12, 12, <laughs> just, what? That? 12 ridiculous songwriting tips that actually work okay <laughs> all right but, but before we start i just want to make it very clear that i can be kind of a music snob sometimes okay oh my gosh <laughs> do it look <laughs> they say i'm not gonna read the the blurbs but i'm just gonna read the titles play five radios at once Oh, they have like a really bad idea. <laughs> no, I actually see what they're saying. I see what they're saying. I don't know. Look out the window for a really long time. <laughs> like, like probably like how you, you know, when you're in the car, when you're a kid or something, and you hear like a really good song and you just look out the window, like you're in a music video or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 I still do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> don't talk for the entire day. Just listen. Uh, set an absurd time limit, and then there's open your piano roll, grab the pen tool and MIDI or pen tool and MIDI scribble, and then there's write as few lyrics as possible, and then there's put a lid on it, which I think it means you know working with very limited amount, like just work with drums or just work with the guitar stuff like that. Cut your lyrics into a million pieces. Um. Then they were talking about setting up a reward system, like reward yourself with cheeseburgers. Um, so <laughs> stuff like yeah, that. Okay. What do you guys think of these ideas? Uh, well, I think this person's like, oh, oh no, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, okay, so everybody's gonna have like their opinion of what works. They're gonna be like, oh, this this is gonna help. This this will help you. Like, here's an article of twelve different things that'll help you. Uh, learn to socialize better and it's like that's but that's your opinion that's what works yeah. for you and could maybe work for other people but the thing is is like like one stood out to me and it was don't talk all day just listen and I, I for me like if you spend all day just listening you're not experiencing anything you know like you're, you're really limiting your experience by not interacting and involving yourself somehow you know and music is all about experience so if you're just listening all day and and trying to come up with a song i mean you're you're kind of putting yourself in a in a box in a way mm-hmm. you know yeah, i um, think i think if you're doing any of this like i feel like if you're trying too hard like i think music comes naturally like it's exactly. like the sound of life For sure. so if you're like doing all kinds of weird stuff like how is anyone going to relate to your music if you just like live in a super weird way to like try to make music happen <laughs> it's going to be like some weird like it's just gonna be weird. Like, <laughs> I, I really, I like that, Brian. Music is the sound of life. That's very, very accurate. That is a super accurate statement. Absolutely. Yeah, like it's like emotion. You know, like you're like trying to make emotion into sound, and it like yeah. stirs emotion. 
it, it makes that's why people like music is because of the way it makes them feel mm-hmm. and the like it's like that's what's so powerful about it yeah absolutely oh, yeah. so you basically you're saying you can try that stuff but no. it might work for somebody <laughs> well the thing is like you can it's... try it but don't like don't don't take don't it so st- it. like don't do it like a diet like you know yeah. like a diet's different <laughs> because you have to do it like you have to follow a diet regimen or it won't work but with this, it's kind of like, you know, you can do it, but do it in moderation or like try a little bit at a time and see if it actually works for you. But like, don't follow it to a T and do it every single day, you know? I yeah, think it's. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. Like maybe one day of just sitting there listening, you could write a cool song. But if you do that all the time, pretty soon you're going to be weird. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, that's pretty much what it boils down to. You're just going to be a weird person, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and your life's gonna, like then your life's gonna suck. I mean, music is about not taking yourself seriously. Music, music is about like, it's about, it, it's about expressing yourself. And you're not expressing yourself if you're letting something else dictate the way you live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, this is how I I know that you know. Just no matter what your genre is, we are all writers and we all have hard times. Like, because you, you'll find yeah. thousands yeah. of articles about book writers and they're like, maybe you should try this. Maybe you should try yeah. this. Maybe you should just rewrite <laughs> the entire book and see what happens. Maybe you'll change something or something. Like, we are all so desperate to, like, yeah. just stop being stuck that we just come up with everything and anything under the sun which it helps some people but yeah (laughs) that was what was so cool about twitter see like okay see um my brother actually introduced me to twitter he's a writer he he actually just released uh his book and um yeah so and he introduced me to the writing community on twitter and that's that's where i got most of my following from which is really awesome i'm super grateful yeah but i felt really awkward because i was like but i'm not a writer they're like i'm a songwriter i write Mm -hmm. music i'm like i don't write books so i actually commented one time or i replied to somebody on twitter one time and i was like you know i really appreciate you guys i'm like i don't i sometimes feel like i don't fit in here because you know you guys write books i write music and they're like you write words you fit in, yes. you belong here, get yes. over it. And I'm just That's like, all right. Exactly like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was really cool. I was like, all right, I guess I'm in then. <laughs> Yo, we talk about imposter syndrome every day. Like I cannot scroll yeah. without everybody being like, you know what? I just don't feel like, and everybody's like, no, no, feel better and blah, blah, blah. I love I love everybody on there. I'm glad right. you you're you're there. <laughs> like we're taking you in with open arms, consent or not. You yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I wanted to do this podcast and I do get carried away because you know books is kind of like my default because that's what I do. Yeah. But I my premise for the podcast is talking to all types of writers because I feel like we can take something from each thing. Like I'm not I have no plans to write a uh, write a song right now, but I feel like I've just learned like a whole bunch from you guys already. So <laughs> yeah. I hope other people feel that way I too. Mean- Really cool on your part too to include songwriters. Really cool. Oh, thank you. No, <laughs> thank you yeah. so much. So now my next question is: How do you know that a song is good? Is there any way that you know it's good? Well, the first thing I'm gonna say is, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you you do and you don't. Okay, it's like 
you really don't know until okay i'm gonna say this and i know everybody every songwriter in this podcast right now is going to relate to what i'm about to say you don't know that song is good until you have listened to it on repeat and like sat there and torn yourself down for hours and hours Mm. once you've done that then you know your song is good because first you have to sit there and pick at it forever Mm -hmm. absolutely (laughs) but uh all in all, I think it's the emotions you feel when you listen to it, uh, the resonation of the sound, the connection that you have with the music. And uh, for me personally, um, I I experience a phenomenon. It's very rare. It's uh, called chromesthesia. It's a form of synesthesia. Oh, uh, yes. W- what it is, is it is when you hear certain sounds or certain uh like musical notes, you associate them with colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me... It's a good thing and a bad thing because when I write music, I take those colors that I hear in music and I try to make them blend, you know. Uh, but if I hear a song that is apparently good, but the colors just don't mix, I kind of, I, I just can't find myself to like it, you know, because it's just, it's just the way my brain works, I guess. Wow. Um, but all in all, it's definitely all about, you know, what the, what you feel when you listen to it and the connection that you have. Mm. Mm. I feel like when I write something good that I think is really good, I just know the second I like said it, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then if it's just kind of okay, if it's just okay, it's like, then it's just like, I don't know. That's why I like to write by freestyling. It's like, that's just how, like, I'm going to come, if I just do that for like a while, like, I'm going to say something that just hits. And then I'm going to stop and like, wait, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I was and then I just. <laughs> having heard a lot of Brian's music, he he's very good at having like just one one line that just sticks with you. Very yeah, like like he's he's pretty good about having that one line that's that like like it, you don't even remember it for it rhyming with something or or like it, it's just it's just there and 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 like the words uh like. You wouldn't think of putting those words together like like he does. It, exactly. It's uh, I don't know. It's it's just interesting. Well, thanks, bro. I mean, a lot, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's really, and that's a good point too. Is when you're when you're writing a song and you you write a lyric, like because most time you're you're kind of thinking subconsciously when you write, you know. And then oh, after yeah. you've written it, you read it and you go, "Oh my god." That's actually really good. Like, yeah. you're like that's a really good line, and you're like, that's hot right there. So, you know, <laughs> and sometimes after you write the song, you'll listen to it and you'll go, man, this is uh, this is actually not that bad. So, it's just it's like it's very circumstantial. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, 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 I think or so. I went to school for um, for audio, right? And and we did have a few classes where like some teachers did talk. A little bit about uh songwriting it was it was more earlier in the program when there was music production people alongside of us but uh i remember one thing that that a teacher said was a song for it to be good has to have i forget the number but i think it's five moments where you're like oh that's good or like <laughs> five things that catch your attention so so it could be a lyric it could be like a uh tempo change something unexpected that that breaks the the monotony because again like music is it's all it's it's always been 
patterns, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. but yeah, but playing with how to change those patterns a big part of. That makes sense. That, that, that's a really it's good like point. It's like playing with the way people think too, because like that's why like like people associate like different kinds of music with different environments because of where the music like yeah. originates. Yeah. So it's like if you play like a rap song, you're gonna think more of like an urban city feel. No one, if you hear like a trap yeah. beat, you don't think of a, like someone sitting in a cornfield. But if you hear like <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. you hear like a banjo come on with like some like three chords and like a fiddle you know you're thinking about a cornfield all of a sudden and okay like... <laughs> <That's> <laughs> totally so, off like... topic there is a vi- there is a, a series of youtube videos where they have these guys and they're acting like they're all gangster and everything and then yeah. they have um, Nickelodeon's Big Time Rush playing in the background while they're doing, <laughs> while they're doing it's amazing. You guys gotta watch it. <laughs> yeah, like, see, that's I've majored in psychology for a little while. Uh, really? I, I, yeah, I wanted to get into the field. I was really interested in it, and um, <clears throat> psychology actually plays a really big role in music uh, because when when I, especially with my own music, you know, because I advocate for mental health. And mm-hmm. so for every songwriter, you you want to play with people's minds and with people's emotions with your music. Like you want to do something that's going to make them think like or make them stop in their tracks and go, wait a minute. I need to back up a minute and listen to that again mm-hmm. you know, and, and really like take in those words. And so when you apply your, your psychology to your music, it, it creates this this. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a good way to word it. It kind of creates this this new experience, you know, where you kind where you have to dig into your brain and really think about what you just heard. Yeah. I mean, like, like they say, like there's a difference between hearing something and listening to something. Yeah. 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 No, there, it totally makes sense that there has to be parts that makes you think, because like those are the parts that make me go back and keep replaying it. Like there's been a, yeah. one song I've been listening to and, you know how when you you like one song, you just vibe with it so much, and you just replay it all day long and don't get tired of it for some reason. That's me. Like, so the more moments that are packed into a song like that, that's what's gonna make me keep listening. So, I'm mm-hmm. your audience. No. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and see, it's really cool too for us as songwriters to hear someone who is a listener tell mm-hmm. us their experience with the music. That, that actually helps us as songwriters understand what we're doing and how it's affecting our listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah. How here? Here's another question. Percentage wise, I guess. How much is how much are you writing for you and how much are you writing for other people? Well, um, I would, I'd say that's very individual based, uh, mm-hmm. for me, for me personally, uh, I write about 80% for me and 20%, uh, for everyone else. I'll, and I only say that because most of what I write is from personal experience. So there's, there's your 80% because it comes from me. The mm-hmm. 20% is because I know that I'm not the only one who has felt the way I felt has been through the things I've been through. So I know that for that 20%, there are going to be people out there who hear this and go, I'm going through that exact same thing right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's kind of how you have to look at it. You can't think of like, oh, I'm writing this song for me. You just have to say, I'm writing this song for 
whoever is going through what I'm going through right now or whoever has been through what I've been through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'd say the uh, same thing. And, and, uh, and sometimes, like, uh, like the uh, experience that I'm singing about is very, like, it's, it's, it's a, a, quite a few songs that I've written are, like, uh, are, are, like, very, they, there is a story behind them, but, like, it's too personal for me to really, like, say it, just, just because it, it, some of it might come from just, like, something awkward that I did in my lifetime or something like that, and, and that, that wouldn't make for a good song, but what, what, <laughs> A good song is uh taking the like feelings and the concepts that i've experienced with 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 that experience right mm-hmm. and making it vague enough so like i know what i'm singing about right yeah but it's vague enough where people can relate to whatever they're going through uh to to be able to put their story to my song you know and and that, right. that's 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 the way, like I, I approach uh, songwriting. Brian, what's your percentage? Oh, I don't know. It just, it changes all the time. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I'll write writing something just for myself. Like I just write like, but like I don't know. I've been trying to like market my music and stuff. I'm kind of mm-hmm. tired doing that. <laughs> right, so, right. I don't know. I don't. I kind of like. I kind of just want to write music for myself lately. I'm just gonna like put it out and hope other people like it too. But it's like, I feel like for me now, I think it's more of a way to cope and more of just what I like to do. And like, mm-hmm. I- I'm just gonna do it no matter what. So it's like, uh, I I've written music for other people, but I feel like I'm I mostly really do it for myself. And I kind of want to keep it, like I feel like that's where I want to like more focus on because like the music industry is messed up. <laughs> It's very fickle, yeah. It's like, uh, like, yeah, I want to sell my music, but I would rather, I'd rather just write music that, like, I want to make it like write it as art. Like, I don't really Mm -hmm. know, like, like I just want to make it so it's like how I want it to sound, and maybe it'll be something that other people are influenced by. Like, make it something unique and something like. Like, this is what I think music should sound like. There should be music that sounds like this. I'm going to try to make it, I guess. That's where I'm at right now. Okay. okay. See, like, I think I can, I, can, I can add to what Brian's saying because with the first album that I made with Embers of August, like when I released it, I didn't do a whole lot of mixing because I wanted it to sound raw and real. Like, I, did, I wanted the imperfections to be in there because the whole first album was like an art project for me. And it was me getting out a lot of pent up emotions that I hadn't had time to really write about and singing about. So when I released it, you know, there were a lot of like little hisses here and there and like a few pops here and there, but not nothing too bad. And I, I kept them in because I was like, this is, but this is me. This is, this is my essence in music. And this is just the first album. I was like, once I get this out of the way, you know, I'll do a little serious production but i've had people say you know you should have done a little bit this year you should have done a little bit that there you should have adjusted this here and i'm like i didn't want to do that this is mm-hmm. how the music was intended to be recorded and i did it this way intentionally because this is what i wanted it to sound like so you're going to get a lot of people who try to tell you what they think your music should sound like and you kind of have to be you you kind of have to be bold enough to put your foot down and go no 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 you don't get to tell me what my music sounds like. right 
I think like for me, like the danger for it is like yeah, like that that's perfect. That's a good example. But like for me, it's like I feel like when you write music for other people, you lose parts of your like you start to lose yourself because music's like a connection yeah. with yourself. So if you like you do something that you're only writing music because you think it's supposed to sound that way because that's what other people think or yeah it's like like maybe what you do will sound will be what people start wanting to do because if you like if it's that good i feel like if it's good enough like it people will be inspired by it you know and yeah yeah that's a good if point. it's yeah like it's like if it's even if only a few people hear it, if a few people hear it and they're inspired by it like you know like that it means more to me like if it's like than if it's like if a million people hear it and it's just like you're if you're not happy with it and like a million people hear it like that doesn't really matter to me anymore like i'd rather like like the last band i was in i really liked the band and i really liked the people in the band but i wasn't really feeling the music we were writing mm-hmm. it just wasn't vibing with it the right way like it was just like no, it wasn't. It wasn't even bad necessarily. It just wasn't that good. Like it just wasn't. It didn't hit me though. I want like I want to write music that I hit that hits me that I want to listen to later. Like that I want to show people. Like if I want to show like I want to show people my music when I love it. It's like if I don't love my music, I don't even want to show it to anyone. So it's like I have to. It has to be for me first, and then right, right, and yeah. then I like. But- want to share it like if it like does something for me i'm like listen to this <laughs> like you want to go back and listen to that music again and be like this is how i was feeling at that time and see how far you've come from there yeah or not even that i want to just be like man this hits like this was real this was it like not, not even yeah like this, how yeah, far this really happened yeah yeah like this is how i felt this is really it like that's per- like, that explains it you know it's yeah. like I want my music to be like that, and I feel like a lot of music I've written lately, some some of it be like that, but a lot of it is just like not been hitting me. So it's like right. I feel like I, late, I've recently been trying to shift and like just write music I like. <laughs> that's it. There you go. Yeah. Oh, our, I think I, I heard this in Donald Glover's standup. Uh, he said Kanye listens to his own music. Do y'all roll around in your cars? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, like, all right. I'm, I'm not going to say that I rolled around, like, blasting it through the windows and stuff. Like, all right. It's a funny, funny story, though. Uh, I was at Food Lion one day, uh, which is like a local grocery store around here. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, I mean, that's just like, because I know it's not everywhere. So I figured I'd explain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm like, we're walking to the car and uh, I hear like this really loud obvious dad band music but this guy is like so proud of it he is blaring it with his like trunk open and stuff while he's loading his groceries <laughs> in like it's very obvious his band like a bunch of his dad friends wrote all this music and he's blaring it as loud as he can so everybody can hear it and i'm like dude like <laughs> i'm just like man look i'm proud of my music too but uh you know what i mean like <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, like, I'll listen to it in the car sometimes, you know, and, like, uh, my kids enjoy it and stuff. So, like, sometimes they'll ask me, they'll be like, will you play one of your songs? And I'll be like, yeah. But, like, I don't make it a point to, like, go around blaring it as loud as I can. Yeah, you just reminded me of back in the school, or uh, there there would be people who, uh, like, again, I went to school that um, 
um, I went to Full Sail and 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 uh, for for audio, and there also there's also a lot of like music production people, and there's a lot of people who are there to to up their craft in uh, songwriting and and uh, just uh, showing what they got, right? But then you got these like people who are roaming roaming around in their cars, blasting their music. And it's just super loud, and like uh, all, all the time, like uh, like my friends would all always just be jerks to them, just be like, "Your bass is too high, mix it down." <laughs> but it's like it, it brings a new meaning to the listen to my mixtape, bro. Because it's yeah. like at that point, you're just kind of forcing people to listen to it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> See, I listen to my music, but only like. I feel like I don't know. I listen to it a lot when I'm like right after I wrote it to figure it. Out. Yeah, know. I'm always writing music, so I'm always listening to stuff that I'm making as I'm making it. Yeah. So I'm like, I know, since I like make my own instrumentals and stuff on my computer, as I'm like, that's one of the main ways I write. Like what I'll do, like so I'm always like driving around in my car listening to like half written music. <laughs> like working on it that's <laughs> like one of the main places i write so mm-hmm. oh yeah so I, I like listen to my own music all the time but it's like half the time i'm listening to like half like my half written music mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it, like and that's that's the thing is like I, I i don't know personally anyways i don't know a songwriter that writes a song and doesn't sit there and listen to it for like eight hours after they yeah, write it exactly. like you'll sit there and you'll listen to it on repeat over and over and over again absolutely right right and i'm always writing music so i'm listening to my own music every day but like yeah it's not like i like once it's really done and i like i don't i'll like maybe play it on occasion to, like it's like but it's like different like it's like i'm listening do it like a month after to be like do i still like this song <laughs> yeah because it's, it's never in a vain sense it's always in yeah. a very no i think on donald glover stand-up he was just saying kanye he yeah he... good stuff ain't no, it? like he does I... that <laughs> I think Kanye. I, I think Kanye is different. I think he's on a different level because I think he really believes that his music is hot shit. Like that's that's oh, what I really think. That early stuff is fire. Though. I can't even. Yeah, lie. the early <laughs> stuff is fire. I will agree with you on that. His early stuff was real good. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like even no matter how good my stuff is, I probably wouldn't really be able to listen to it. I really have to force myself to listen to this podcast afterwards. I'm just like, oh, God, <laughs> you really said that? Why? And I'm like, Willie, cut it out. Now, welcome to the world of a songwriter, because that's yes. exactly what we do. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite example of good writing? It's really funny, because uh, when I, okay, so when I, when I first, when I first saw this, you know, like when I was going through everything, uh, I didn't know what to say. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what would be good. And then I, I remember I just got introduced to a new band. They're called Sleep Token. They're from the UK. They're mm. fantastic. And let me tell you, the singer, I've never heard a voice as good as him. Uh, it's just so pure and beautiful. And the music is really, really good. Uh, but I actually have a line from one of their songs that I really like, and I can say it or I can sing it. That's up to you. Uh, do it, sing it. <laughs> you want me to sing it? So if it's, you it's, want, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, it's the song is called Jaws, and uh, it's about 
seeing a beautiful person, but also seeing the imperfections that are in them and like seeing the wounds that they carry with them. Uh, so I will, I will try my best to give my best interpretation if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it goes, show me those pretty white jaws. Show me where the delicate stops. Show me what you've lost and why you're always taking it slow. Show me what wounds you've got. Show me love. And, you know, it's just, <laughs> you know, like the words are mm-hmm. just so powerful because it's saying like don't i don't want to see the pretty sides of you i want to see where the where the pretty stops i want to see where where all of that stops and where the dark side starts like that's the part i want to see of you and that's the part i want to love in you Mm -hmm. you know so it's really good song you should definitely check out sleep token i will i love the name first of all yeah (laughs) willie um, give me a sec. You're going to have to come back to me. I'm I'm thinking. Are you looking up the lyrics, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I think good is just a like. Music's such a subjective thing, so it's like whatever hits me in the moment. Like, there's so some. It changes el- a lot. Yeah, like it also depends on what mood I'm in. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of like. Some of my favorite albums ever are like "Say Anything" is a real boy. Yes, mm-hmm. um, this is really good. Um, but then like "Chance the Rapper" acid rap mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. good, especially like the production on it is crazy. It's just different. I've never heard anything that sounds like that. Like, yeah, like if you just listen to it casually, it'll sound like a regular rap. Like, like won't sound regular because it's different. But when you realize the production on that compared to like what's really trending it's just different it's its own like it's really artistic there's not a lot of there's not a lot of rap music that really gets that into the art of building it which is i like it you always gotta look for that diamond in the rough you know mm-hmm. like almost but he sounds so the thing is his voice is just so weird it's like you don't it's like he almost doesn't sound good but then it's so like, well put together. You know, but, like you, you you find like an artist that you think nobody's heard of or whatever, and like when you find that artist and they're so good, you just want to tell everybody. You're just like, oh man, I, I found this person. I don't, I don't know if you've heard of him or anything, but this is like a new artist, mm-hmm. really really good. Like you're always more excited when it's something like that rather than like uh like something you hear on the radio. Like when you find that hidden gem, you just want to share it with everybody. Yes, yes. Oh yeah. I yeah. definitely know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, um, I tend to, uh, like, uh, th- the stuff that really inspires me is the one or the the songs that have like, uh, like, uh, there's, if if you can write something, just just a line in a song. If if there's like just one line in a song that that like, st- like sticks because it it changes the way i think you know just um just uh or uh, that uh, those types of lines is usually what like uh gravitates i usually gravitate towards so like i i listen to a lot of modest mouse and he does it all the time oh modest mouse that's a good example that's modest mouse is a good example like there's there's just a bunch of lines that that just changes the way you think and and 
I, I can't think of an example right now. Modest Mouse but, is the, is the thinking man's music with one hundred percent. Well, yeah, I I don't know. I, I I like rap music. I like it when I like all lyrics and whatnot. But I just feel like rap music. I mean, what's time. what's some what's some lyrics to stand out for you? I I don't know. Let me let me look. You know what? We got time. <laughs> I mean, not time actually. Um. I don't know. I like let me let me figure out what the song was by Kendrick Lamar. Uh uh oh, it was called Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst, right? Yeah. And the first um the first part of the song was really good. Like I, I don't really listen to the second part because I just love the first part so much. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh uh so he was ta- it, it basically it follows like three different people uh i think i think it's um some guy he used to know and a girl he used to know and himself i believe and he was talking about how his his brother died and how uh kendrick i don't know if it was a character or if it was real real story or whatever but how kendrick helped him um or he was there when the brother passed away. So he said, um, let's see. Prognosis of a problem child. I'm proud and well devoted. This pirate shit been in me forever. So forever I'm going to push it whenever, wherever, whenever. And I love you because you love my brother like you did. Just promise you'll tell this story when you make it big. And if I die before your album drop, I hope. And then gunshots ring out. It's freaking amazing. Ooh, it's, that's it, deep. Yeah, that's it, deep. it's like you first hear you like, hold up, what? <laughs> so life I and love death, stuff like that. Anytime life and death is involved in the lyrics, like it's some heavy stuff. It's always yes. heavy. Yes, oh, yeah. it's crazy. It, it's so good. So I, I highly recommend. It. Uh, does anybody <laughs> else have any lyrics? <laughs> or should I move on? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't have lyrics off my top of my head. <laughs> Y'all needs to Google. No, I'm joking. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll get. I'll just move on. Uh, what do you think about the state of music today? Uh, for me, that that's it's a two part answer for me because uh, when you when you're talking about the mainstream, and I mm-hmm. said this earlier, and I'll, I'll just say it again, the mainstream is a cash cow. It really is. It is a production mm-hmm. machine. Uh. It's it's basically like a music factory. They just kind of manufacture music. They spit it out. Whatever is going to sell, they sell it. Uh, the best music is discovered like through your friends or through browsing on Spotify. Like you, yeah. like, I, like I was saying earlier, when you find that hidden gem, you want to share it with everybody. And usually, the best music comes from those areas. Is it's the un the unsung and the unheard voices that you find, and you're just like, wow, like why is this not? You see it all the time on YouTube and stuff. They're like, wow, why is why are these guys not blowing up, or why yeah. why is she not famous yet? And, it, you're, yeah. and that's that's a good question. Like, why are these artists still on the back burner when they're so good? You know, and yeah. that, that's where I feel the state of the music industry is yeah. right now is all of these amazing artists are being held back because they don't fit into these uh, ideals and standards that the music industry has created. Mm-hmm. See, I, I kind of I, I, I disagree with part of that. I think it's a lot of times is like you have these amazing artists 
who just aren't they're not they don't have money behind them. That's a good point. Or too. they don't know how to promote themselves or they don't care. A lot of artists just make it for the art of it. They don't like it's like yeah, they want to post stuff on social media every day and go out and like they could promote their project way better. And it's like a lot of it is just they don't promote their project well on a business like no. It's like they aren't business people, they're artists. And I think that's like the, one of the reasons like half these artists go unnoticed is just they don't know anything about music promotion. No, and you're right. And I then think, you have, you're I right think about that. It's a little that. bit of both. Yeah. Because like you yeah. have to treat it. Yeah. It's, it's like anything. Like you have to treat it like it's your work. You have to treat it like this is what you want to do. This is how you want to make your living. I mean, like it's okay to create music for art, but if you want to make something out of it, you, you have to treat it that way. And if mm -hmm. you don't don't take it seriously yeah brian has a point like you have to put the work behind it because a lot of people think that songwriting is just oh i'm gonna write songs and play music like no songwriting is i'm gonna write songs uh i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna promote it i'm gonna post it on all the social media i'm gonna go out and talk to people about it i'm gonna get business cards made i'm mm -hmm. gonna make a website like you there's there's so much you have to do like and i have a manager you know so I, my manager manages like 10 different pages for me because I just can't keep up with everything. Mm -hmm. And th so there's mm -hmm. so much more to songwriting than just writing the song. Like you really have to put yourself out. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the, one of the big things is like the money. It's like the people who have money are, have a huge advantage because if yeah. you're just a really talented artist, but you are on a, like, a, like, you only have like a few hundred dollars to put in your project and you're competing with someone who has a million dollar budget. Like yeah. how the how are you competing? Like it's like if you look at it like any other company, for some reason artists think since my art's better it'll do better, but it's like yeah. any other company, if you have a hundred dollars compared to someone with a million, no one's even gonna try. It's like art is kinda cool because you actually do have like a little bit of chance. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. It's like having like, having having the heart behind it nowadays takes second in the priority list of money. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's unfortunate. Yeah. It's good that we have social media, though. I always say it's very yeah. good that we have social media because now, like, there are artists that never would have blew up before, but now exactly. they have power because they are building an audience, and that mm -hmm. audience brings well, the the cash cow. Unfortunately, so, yes. like, they kind of have to conform to it. A social, little bit. social media gives power back to the people. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. For sure, it yeah, gives no, power back to the people, but also gives power to people who shouldn't have it and also gives people with very money. true like very people, true people with money still have an advantage if they know how to utilize it it's oh, like yeah now, yeah definitely now, yeah like some rich kid now can just go and become a famous rapper yeah. he i mean <laughs> I, I i mean i ain't gonna say no names but there's definitely a uh, very prestigious youtuber that nobody likes that suddenly makes music now so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, the, the truth of the matter is that um, there's really only three record labels uh, out there. And, uh, like, all the music comes from those three labels. It's Warner Brothers and then Sony and uh, yeah, who the third one is. But, but uh, RCA? No, maybe not. There's a third one. But, but uh <laughs> But no, it's it's uh, those three um, have uh, 
like a majority of the of of the music and and uh oh all you're going to find if if uh just uh, if if you're looking for music you're going to find those uh songs um from from those labels and uh it, to really find stuff outside that is uh is where it's challenging to uh like it's it's a matter of getting yourself out there through through social yeah, it's like social media crazy, and whatnot it's like hidden because like even like the big labels that people think are labels are still owned by someone else. like yeah exactly. yeah mm-hmm. biggest right now biggest labels this way music out is quality control and but they're and like they're actually owned by i think like universal or something maybe universal that's the third one yeah, like they're owned by um, I think they're either owned by Universal or Capital or something. But I don't uh, like a lot of those labels work together too. Like, oh, yeah. like the distributors. Yeah. It's like weird how it works. Yeah, right. in the yeah. radio stations too. There's actually only two companies that own like ninety percent of the radio stations in the United States. For real? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's actually they it's hold entirely too much influence on the music industry, in my opinion. Let's revolt. No. <laughs> I mean, no, it's, 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 sadly, there's not much. There's not much you can do about it, other than just you know, st- be passionate about what you do and just keep pushing. You know, and for sure, you know, that's the best way to fight it is just put your heart into it and show them that your heart means more than the money that they have. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Now there's I'm... there's independent artists like making millions now. So it's yeah, like... exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there is definitely an avenue now with uh, and and it's pretty easy to get on Spotify yourself. So yeah, yeah. are there any misconceptions about songwriting that you want to clear up? I didn't really know of, but anything y'all want to gripe about, feel free. I will say right now, the very first thing that came to mind uh, is a lot of people who get into songwriting just for making money you're doing it for the wrong reason right mm-hmm. off the bat i can tell you right now if you're doing it because you want because you want you just want to make money if you're not putting your heart and soul into it if you're not putting your giving your all and putting everything you have into your songwriting and you just want to make a profit get out because you're not going anywhere with that mindset uh, mm. it's not, it, it, you can make money and it's good to make money and good to make a living and good to make a career out of, but you have to understand that for the first, like for, for the first long while, you're not going to make any money. Really. You, if you do make money, it's going to be very rare and you have to be willing to accept the fact that you're going to be broke for a little while. <laughs> so, you know, Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge misconception. It's like you're you're not gonna just blow right up. You, right, you right. Have to work for it. I yeah, just, and I'm on top of that, write a song for Beyonce, and it'll be fine. I'll you know make a couple million. <laughs> yeah, on, on to to piggyback off of that, even the ones that are like you, you you do hear a lot like on on the radio and whatnot, like some that are like yeah yeah they they must be doing pretty well for themselves. Honestly, they're they're not. They're because, not. Yeah. Because when was the last time you paid for music? It's all on like Spotify, and Spotify yeah. is not there to provide music. Their real, their business is to sell you advertisements. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If somebody so, buys your music nowadays, like it's because they truly believe in what you. 
Like if they if they buy it, because like, I mean I've had people buy my first album and I was really surprised, but they didn't they they bought it because they they believe in what I do. Like they understand that I have a passion behind it and they want to support that passion. Mm-hmm. But if 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 they can't if they don't see any value beyond just a dollar bill, they're gonna be like, I'm not gonna spend money on that. I can listen to it for free elsewhere, you know? Right, mm-hmm. right. Brian? Um I don't know. Like it just I don't know what people think about songwriting, so I don't know what kind of misconceptions <laughs> that exist. Maybe they think I feel like people think it's easy. Like it's like you just nah, write a couple sentences that rhyme and very I think some people think it's really easy and then some people think it's hard. And I think Yeah. So like I think some people look at it like it's impossible. But for me it's pretty easy to write a song. I just do it. It's like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like it just yeah. depends. Like like I I think music is I think one thing that people uh maybe I, I don't know. Like it just it depends on what people think like about right. music. Right. Like I mean like it, it's 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 easy for some people and for some people it's not and like it's easy for me but at the same time i will write 20 songs and i will throw away 17 songs you uh, know what i mean so it's yeah. like sometimes it's easy but at the same time you have to decide like you know what you what you want to keep and what you want to throw aside for like a b a b b side album or something you know right. no i 100 percent agree with that because like to me i write songs I, if it doesn't start turning out good within a couple hours i usually just stop because all my best songs i write i just write like that yeah and if it's not turning out like that i know i can write something i know it'll probably be better if i just like do something else and i just scrap it usually that's yeah and then i might like remember that part later and kind of throw it in there like i kind of keep like a lot of times i'll have a bunch of crappy songs and i just steal like little lyrics from them like i have so Ah, many songs that i I have like a hundred songs in my laptop. I'm not gonna release any of them. Uh, I'm gonna wow. steal a lot of lyrics from them. <laughs> yeah, and that's like I think that's another thing a lot of people don't realize about songwriters is the songs you hear are most definitely not the only songs that are being written. There are probably tons and tons of songs that have been written that are probably fully recorded and everything. They're just there. You just will never hear them because you know they're just they'll never be released because it's a songwriter's choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they might even they might even be really good, but that's just not how they want to present. Like I had a whole trap project I put out as an alien, just anonymously, because I didn't want to like be associated with it as a person. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the music was like fun to write, but I didn't want to like yeah. it. Just wasn't a good look. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna put this out on SoundCloud. And never I show mean... anyone. It's, it's like, like that uh, that little John Wayne thing I was talking about earlier. You know, oh. I was kind of I was kind of hoping y'all would forget about that. But, no, no, you're good. You're good. I mean, it's got good memories, and I like I said, I I put it on YouTube, so obviously I wanted people to hear it. It's just, like I said, it's, it's just for shits and giggles. Like it's not a serious thing. I'm right, looking right. it up right now. <laughs> Yeah, it's called little. It's called Shawty. What's your name, Little John Wayne? We gonna look it up. Little John Wayne. <laughs> yeah. I well, can't find it. I'll leak. I can leak it in the uh, Discord. Yeah. It. Hold on. Here, hold on. Let me look it up. This Discord is never like cleaned out, so the next 
the next group of podcasters will probably like be like, oh, what's the link? <laughs> They're just gonna hear that. Okay, I, I I just found it. Give me a second. Yeah, I'm just getting a bunch of little John and Lil Wayne songs. Like this was done. I posted this in 2009, so this was literally 10 years ago. Jeez. Oh god, 2009 was 10 years ago. Yeah, oh, I know, right? right? <laughs> All did right. I, did I, did so I just owe you ten years? I'll close up. I'll close out the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for coming on, you guys. Can you please, you know, tell us about yourselves? Anything you want to promote to close um, us out? Uh, I'm working on the second album now, uh, but the first album is for Embers of August is actually available right now. Uh, you can listen to it on YouTube. Uh, if you search Embers of August, I don't have an official link, so you actually just have to search it. Uh, it's also on Spotify, Google Music, Amazon, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Deezer, and Tidal. Uh, so you can find the first album there. Um, I'm in a metal band called Dread Manor. Uh, you can find them at facebook.com slash Dread Manor. And I also stream on Twitch, uh, twitch.com slash John Forces. Yes. Brian? Oh uh, yeah, well, my name is Brian Hanvey, and um, that's my Instagram. It's B R I A N H A N V E Y. So I post most of my stuff. But if you look up my name, my music's on Apple Music, Spotify, all those. <laughs> I just threw it out there. Um, it's just recent. I just started dropping my solo stuff like last month. So, uh, that's all I'm doing right now. All right, Willie. Yeah. Um. So I don't have anything released as of yet, but uh, uh, if if uh, it I that I do plan on changing that very soon. I I've got a few projects that I've just. It, you see, I've been in like bands, uh, and uh, they've been more like geared towards trying to play out and uh, than than like recording, but. I'm right now at a crossroads uh, where I'm actually starting to look to push my music out. So you'll you'll be uh, just look out for Valencia's tweets and, and uh, <laughs> right. She'll, she'll be there. Tweeting. We're gonna make you a Twitter. We're gonna make you one. <laughs> make him a Twitter. Look, yes. make look, make him a Twitter. All right, and uh-huh. then we're we're gonna we're gonna do the follower Friday thing. Uh huh. We're gonna blow you. We gonna oh, blow you up. We gonna blow you up. Prepare your notifications because we gonna blow you up. I hope your yes. phone don't die. Oh gosh. <laughs> I, I haven't right. gone on Twitter for years. I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> I, I, I to tell you Twitter. right now, like Brian, legit dude. Twitter at first, I did not like Twitter. I hated Me it. I, I thought it was bad. I, I didn't like it. But let me tell you, Brian, there's some good communities on Twitter. Really good. And like one, ever since I joined the writing community, it is the best decision I ever made. Those are the most supportive and awesome people I have ever worked with on social media. Ever. True. Very true. I came up here to uh, DC and I met two. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah so I've, I've tried Twitter a few times. It's never been. I've never like want to post on it. <laughs> I mean, if you try it, we'll be there. I'm yeah, there. we'll definitely I'm be like, there. <laughs> I'm like, I have to. I might if I do that. I, I think I have an account on there still without name on it, and I want to delete it so I can still use my name. <laughs> 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 Got to figure right. out what I think, what I use. 
but <laughs> thanks again you guys i had such a great time I hope- yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for having us yeah yeah this let was me fun. let me say make sure that you subscribe to whatever listener platform right now please do it because i need more followers please please no i'm joking <laughs> thank you <laughs> bye